History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers. Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. Hello and happy Monday, or should I say, happy xenophobia day, happy anti Italian discovery. Oh my! Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are going to talk about that and so much more on tonight's show. We've got uh, fan favorite, uh, listener favorite, Larry Clayman's going to be here. Uh, it's always interesting to have Larry on. He's got, you know, he was the founder of Judicial Watch and then moved on to found Freedom Watch. And so it would be interesting to get his take on what's going on with Southwest Airlines, those topics and more tonight. Hey, I'd love to hear from you. 888-344-1170. Before we go any further, I want to make mention uh, that there's a pretty horrific scene that's happened in East County, San Diego, uh, evidently a plane or planes, I believe it's just one plane at this point, has crashed into, uh, it looks like four homes have been destroyed uh, by this plane crash in Santee. So um, I have family and friends out in that area, and so um, love to anybody out there that's that's affected by this. I don't know yet what uh, what the situation is, but we're, we're going to have our, our man here, Skins, keep an eye on the story and see if there's anything that might be of even national importance because I have no idea. You know, planes go down all the time, small planes, and, and they're not necessarily fatal crashes. We had one that landed on the 5 South recently, and nobody was hurt, including the gal whose car it landed on. So this is an interesting story. We're going to stay on top of you. Speaking of planes, though. See, I got to even table Xenophobia Day to talk about Southwest Airlines because this is one of the most exciting stories, I think, for many of us that have come about in the last year and a half. And before we get into that, of course, I got to bring in my man, my brother. It's DJ Potato Skins. Yesterday, I met in this very room with DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, I've heard about this story. Pretty much uh, a, a lot of your different shows have been talking about it. It's pretty in, in, invigorating news for sure. Well, right. So, it, you know, in case um, everybody was so busy this weekend enjoying great weather all over the country that we had in October, which is uh, it's when it stops being so horrifically humid in New Orleans and Baton Rouge, Saturday nights at Death Valley, a little bit more comp- comfortable um, we don't have anybody engulfed in any snowstorms that I'm aware of. We're past typically or on the, the tail end of hurricane season. I'm not aware that we had any hurricane coming up by way of the Gulf. Um, you know, even Alaska tends to be kind of decent weather this time of year, right? I mean, Hawaii had an earthquake, um, which is odd for Hawaii, but I, most people don't consider that weather, right? Yet we hear reports as of yesterday that like a thousand flights are canceled. <laughs> by southwest due to weather weather okay then including some flights from san diego here when it when it was like 75 and sunny so extreme here in san diego Uh, uh, yeah i might have seen a cloud this weekend though okay i might have seen a couple clouds it wasn't it wasn't completely cloudless okay but it was like 75 and sunny this week weather As many people have pointed out, Southwest Airline Airlines uh, faced a storm this weekend, and it's a little storm called Freedom. In fact, the next hurricane should be called Freedom, right? Let, let's call the next one Freedom because that was the storm that Southwest encountered, and I think they were shocked by it. 
Um, and yeah, I'm going to say that this had to do with the, the equivalent of what cops call the blue flu. Because there was no weather that caused the grounding. There was no system taken down. Their, their, their navigational systems, their computer systems, their air traffic control systems were not hacked by China. What's happened here is that Southwest, I think, was the, was the first airline that said that they were going to force uh, the shot mandates on all of their workers. And like every other industry out there where we've got thousands of teachers in New York that have taken to the streets and said they're not going to take the shot. Thousands of, we talked Friday, we have a, the Los Angeles sheriff said, I'm not going to enforce these mandates in uh, L.A. because I would lose at least 10% of my force, which is thousands of people. We can't afford it. I heard today that um, 200 plus Northrop Grumman employees uh, called out sick today and then protested in front of the business. The reality is, is the Democrats and the left and the and the the, the tyrants want you to believe that everybody's on board with these mandates and you're just the sick, selfish. How dare you? You're you're the um, walking granny killing evil serial killer mindset. You're you're a walking um, Ted Bundy if you're not willing uh, to to get the shot. And the reality is, is thousands of Americans have finally reached, I think, the breaking point. Too many, in my opinion, joined in on the 14 days to flatten the curve, including President Trump. Too many joined in on the masks. We had that Jerome, what's his name, the the Surgeon General joining in on masks after he had told everybody they don't work. Suddenly, the Trump administration started backing masks that their own health experts said didn't work and were unnecessary. There's been no scientific study whatsoever in any place, way, shape, or form about six-foot distancing. We had therapeutics that were working, and people were killed because they were denied. All to hold out, telling you dangling. We we actually played, I think, some audio of this former KGB guy who talked about uh, the, the, the plan, the steps involved in taking over a country and how that was at play here. Dangling normalization out. For control. And that's what they did. They dangled. You'll get your lives back. You, you get your business back. You get your job back. We'll get our economy back. They, 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 they destroyed once you're willing to get the jab. And then, of course, then you got to get a second jab. And then, of course, then now it's boosters, right? Well, the American people have had enough because the problem for the left is that the numbers never added up. The numbers don't add up now. The truth is out. No matter how much they try to hide it, the truth is out that these shots are not effective in stopping the spread. They're not effective in you not getting it. And there's no way to quantify. There's no way for you to tell any human being that had you not gotten the shot, you would have gotten sicker. There's no way. Just like there's no way for me to know that if I get it, is it going to be a three to four day experience for me or am I going to end up in the hospital? I guess I guess unless you look at the fact that if you're under 65 and you don't have comorbidities, you've got a 99.9% chance of recovering from it anyway without being jabbed. I, it, it, I've just run off at the mouth here. Didn't, I haven't even taken a breath to give my man an idea. Let me ask you this. Skins, I want to get your take on it. Any of you callers out there as well. This is causing a problem for travelers that they've done this. It is. Um, I heard one gal in San Diego today saying, I flew out here to take, you know, uh, all my grandkids and, you know, and, and uh, they're on their way here. And I bought all these Disney tickets and, and, and we, they're not refundable. This is putting a hurt on travelers. There's travelers that are now uh, paying exorbitant. We don't have enough rental cars out there because of what they've done to our economy. People are getting jacked on rental car prices. 
Um, do you think it's worth it? If this impacts you as a consumer, are you glad they're doing this or do you wish that they would fall in line and comply? No, I'm glad they're doing this because, again, if you don't if, – if we don't take a stand now at – Every level, and you're seeing it again, as you mentioned, you're seeing it with the nurses, you're seeing it with the police department, now you're seeing it with the airlines. This is a united stand. I don't think they actually expected this, this much, much pushback. And if we just cave now, I, I mean, we can't ever expect to get any of our freedoms back. So now's the time and the place. It's definitely worth it. Well, yeah, people are saying that have said over and over, this is the hill we have to die on because it has, it should be crystal clear and is to most people at this point that this was never about science or health. Not if you've been paying attention, you can't you can't think that at this point when they're still masking kids. Now they're pushing shots on kids who don't get it and don't give it and certainly don't die from it. This this is where this is we are at the precipice in this in in this country. This must be the hill that we're willing to die on. And I'm willing to suffer economically as a result. We we've got we had Nurse Danny on our show. Uh, over a week ago who who gave up her job there was a doctor who was escorted out of ucla today and, and he couldn't get the name or or the or the um who this person was who was who was escorting him out because he refused to take it they 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 supposedly care so much about these health care workers they were heroes last year all the videos of these doctors dancing we've got such a pandemic right now but yet they're not they're going to escort out a healthy doctor who could be there treating, and he's an ER doctor, who could be there treating patients. They care. You look at what's happening in the community where if we have, if we have firefighters, if we have police leaving the job, it's like the, the sheriff said in LA, I'm going to be, um, I, I'm going to be short staff. I'm not going to be able to have my officers follow up on actual crimes. And then I'm supposed to be dedicating officers when I don't have enough at that point to go out and follow up on felonies. I now have to send the ones that I have to go and enforce this. Enough's enough. That's insanity. Enough is enough. But yeah, we've got the left going. You know, the Biden administration they need they need to do what uh, Ronald Reagan did and fire these air traffic controllers. Well, the air traffic these air traffic controllers uh, and pilots are not saying you know I I'm I'm walking out today because I want to get another five dollars in my paycheck. These are healthy individuals, some of which who've, who probably have even had COVID, because if it was even half as contagious as they said it was, then that means probably a third, if not a half of, of the 330 million Americans have gotten it and have, heard, have natural immunity to it. Uh, they, we should have a right. These, were, these shots were rushed out. They have been proven to have side effects, if not cause death and paralysis. Their they're, efficacy is not what they said it was. They're not effective. So why in the world would anybody we ha- and we have therapeutics and this is a virus that has over a 99% recovery rate. This is this is about a complete takeover of our country and these pilots rec- these pilots recognized it. A couple of points I wanted to make from some people that I thought had really good good comments here. Emma Robinson, she's the only reason why I'm on Twitter. Um she's from Newsmax. She said Southwest Airlines employees have done more for freedom than the entire GOP leadership. Mic drop. That's, you know what? Sometimes truth hurts. That's 100% accurate. Mic drop. She is so smart. Oh my gosh. I love to see her, you know, when, when the, on the rare occasion when Jen, uh, circle back Saki calls on her because it's just, it's beautiful. Um, 
Dinesh D'Souza said that if Southwest Airlines was expecting Republicans to step in to help them in this crisis uh, because the Republicans are, quote, the party of big corporations, they're wrong. Um, I think he must be talking about Republican voters because because as Emma Robertson pointed out, uh, the Republican Party has done nothing for for liberty. They don't care about corporations and and how they're and what they're doing. Have you heard of one Republican in leadership speak out against, um, say, American Express for hauling their employees in and telling them there's something wrong with them because they're white? Not unless the stories are so buried we can't find them because I no. haven't heard anything. No, we've got systemic racism happening at every level of our country from uh, ki- kids being told they're, you know, um, something's wrong with them for being white. And sc- that's what critical race theory is about. Uh, or um, uh, discrimination in the workplace against white people. Um, the, you know, big corporations today are driven by ESG scores. That's why they pulled out of the, the, the ball game in Georgia. The Republican Party's, you know, done nothing about any of that. So um, the Republican Party is is clearly as much in the big corporation side. Not the conservative voters, not MAGA, not MAGA. But there's a big difference between MAGA and the average Republican voter and the Republican leadership. Well, I know we're not going to get one, Andrea, but this is why you and I were so heavy on, you know, Trump should go third party because the Republican leadership, other than a very, very select few, is dead. Yeah, I didn't watch his rally on Saturday. I didn't either. My understanding is that he did speak uh, uh, against the tyranny that's going on in power grabs, but it was in the general sense. He has not specifically come out and said, I did not back and my administration did not implement Operation Warp Speed so that these shots could be used as a tool for tyranny against the American citizen. This must be voluntary. There must be no mandates. He needs to say that as clearly and as unequivocally as I just did. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in fellow freedom fighter Larry Clayman on the other side of the break. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter and Instagram at Andrea K Show, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Before I bring in my freedom-fighting brother, Larry Clayman, original founder of Judicial Watch and now of Freedom Watch, I just went to Instagram to look at food during the break like I always do. And came across a post from a friend of mine. It's a picture of a Southwest plane. And outside the, um, I'm going to get teary looking at this. Outside the pilot window is a don't tread on me flag. And her post reads, we've all seen horrible things happening all around us. We live in a fallen world. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood. But seeing this image brings me to tears. It speaks of desperation. I see families unsure of their future. I see fathers struggling with doing the right thing for their families. Do they focus on immediate needs? or focus on their children's future. Our nation has not seen war like our forefathers did. Our children haven't experienced a true fight for freedom. They, we all have, we all have lives in relative, live in relative peace for our entire lives. But this, this image says we are ready to fight because we are desperate and you've crossed the line. We won't, we can't take any more of your control. We will do whatever it takes. That's where we're at. Isn't it Larry Clayman? It is Andrea, soul sister. Yeah, we've talked about it. You were on my radio show last week. I'm very honored to be on yours again. We're talking about creating a new government. We have no choice. The current government is irreparably broken. It's corrupt. It doesn't represent the interests of the American people. The left has seized total control over our lives. Seven-part plan. Take total control using COVID-19 as an excuse. 
defund the police and ramp up crime, turn the Justice Department into a Gestapo or a KGB to quell dissent, create uh, division among the races so they're fighting at each other, destroy the Judeo-Christian ethic where a man is no longer a man and a woman is no longer a woman, and of course destroy the military, and we see what went on in Afghanistan, and in the process, Biden ordered a drone strike that killed seven children. It's unbelievable. You wouldn't believe that we're living through it. It's much worse than what Ayn Rand wrote about in Atlas Shrugged or George Orwell in 1984. And as far as our founding fathers, and you were part of our Third Continental Congress, an integral part going forward, Andrea, is that we are living in a time much worse than King George III. Mm -hmm. He wasn't a socialist. He wasn't a communist. He wasn't an atheist. He wasn't a radical of these other groups. So we have no choice but to rise up. And we're proposing to do it peacefully and legally, get a divorce and go our own way. We have to. Um, you know, these the, these patriots, these pilots and, and workers at Southwest Airlines, the teachers in New York City and, and others, healthcare workers across this country th- by the thousands, the first responders by the thousands and thousands across this country today, 200 plus Northrop Grumman employees have pushed back. That's not going to be enough. That will stop some of these mandates going forward. It absolutely will. Um, at some point, Southwest is going to have to con- have to get some planes back up in the air. They're not going to have any choice. Um, but that's not the ultimate solution, right? Um, the ultimate solution and, and, and the third party uh, it, as a part of the current system isn't the solution because the Republicans and the Democrats have written the rules for elections, for debates and for money and just the way the campaigns work that it just really almost completely stops a third party from getting going. Um, we actually have to begin the process of divorcing ourselves from this government. We have to do that. And, and that uh, and, and it sounds it sounds ridiculous. It sounds far fetched. Larry Clayman. Um, well, it, it's what our founding fathers did, Andrew. You know that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're part of it. And the Declaration of Independence, which is our governing document, it's it's even more moving than the Constitution in many ways. It incorporates the Bible, it coordinates incorporates Judeo-Christian values. Our founding fathers invoked the divine providence because they found they couldn't reason with the king. Mm -hmm. And when in the course of human events, you can't reason with the king, then you have a God-given right under the laws of nature, nature's God, to alter or abolish that government and to form a new government by and for the people. And that's what we're doing. And we can do it peacefully. And we have to do yeah, it because, gonna... right, because and my point about these pilots and, and everybody standing up, it's great, but that's, they're not, the left is not going to back down. That's not going to end it, right? Um, they're, they're, we must understand our rights. We must understand that, that what you're talking about doing was actually a part of what our founder's vision was, right? And it doesn't have to happen overnight, but, you know, so, so people would say, well, it's, that's going to take a long time to do that. Well, you know what, what's happened, what we're doing right now, is it working? No, and we don't have much time, so we have to act quickly. But, you know, with people like Thomas Paine and others, uh, Patrick Henry, the founding fathers, through their writings, through their pamphlets, took a small group of people and coalesced them and got them to understand that not just their own lives, but future generations, their kids and grandkids could not live in a dictatorship. We now see the consequence. Mm-hmm. When your kid can come home from school and tell mommy and daddy that, gee, I just learned about what being transgender is all about. And I think that's neat. 
I'd like to be transgender myself. Mm-hmm. Can you make me into a transgender? My teacher told me that you can get a free operation under Obamacare. You think this is far-fetched, Andrea? This is going on today. Oh, yeah. Nothing, yeah. Nothing in fact, a man and a woman. Well, even you know, worse than and, that, excuse me for interrupting, because I want I want to make sure we hit on every point. Uh, there's actual legislation and happening across this country um, where in, in different areas to where parents are going to be not allowed. Doctors are being instructed that they have to under the guise of privacy. In fact, this was legislation that was just uh, uh, is in the works, I think, in California. I don't know if it's been signed yet um, that that under the guise of privacy that doctors will be giving puberty blockers to 10-year-olds and 11-year-olds without parental consent. And that and that mutilates these children's uh, bodies and their lives forever. And that's a part of the destroying the Judeo-Christian principles and values on which this country was founded that you referenced earlier. Today, we find out that Gavin Newsom has mandated that toy aisles must be, you know, gender neutral. There is no area of which they are not going to try to uh, completely seize complete control over until we are in in, in such a communist society that we're unrecognizable as different from Venezuela. That's not being hyperbolic, is it? It's worse than communism. Putin recognizes the sexes, you know, I mean, there still is communism in this, in Russia, you know, believe it or not, in some of these Eastern Bloc countries, they haven't changed that much. True. It's like Dr. Strangelove. But yeah, it's a total effort. And beneath it is this effort to undermine the Judeo-Christian European values in terms of what we believe in. And these aren't even values in terms of any other part of the world. These are the values of the devil. And they know what they're doing. And once they destroy any sense of who we are, they have total control over our lives. And they're trying to do it, you know, as we speak. And Gavin Newsom's just one tool in doing it. There are people, frankly, out there that are even worse than he is. And we know who that is. Biden, Harris, and, and Pelosi, the three stooges. In terms of, you know, I don't, you know, this whole thing today, you know, today's Christopher Columbus Day, uh, you know, um, I I debated on how much time I wanted to spend on it because it's so stupid to me. I mean, you know, um, uh, they've got it. They've got to look at every area of our life, every way in which anything that's related to traditional America, anything that we celebrate, they've got to destroy it. They've got to, you know, um, they've got to seize control over it, change the narrative of it. And I debated on whether or not to even talk about it tonight because it's just, you know, it's so stupid to me. And then the typical conservative response is to go, let's educate people on the history of Christopher Columbus or the history of the Aztecs and the indigenous people and the true atrocities that were created. The left doesn't care anything about history and facts and truth. Why would I bother to sit and talk about that right tonight to try to educate people? That's not going to change the minds of any of these woke liberals because wokeism doesn't depend on facts or history or truth, right? What this is about, changing it from Christopher Columbus Day to Indigenous Day, I mean, if they cared about truth and facts they wouldn't be all about indigenous day right which is about native people here at the same time that they got a southern border with the 80,000 people in a caravan coming up here with a leader of which has said we're ready for war right um what this is about this is about white man bad people of color good that's what this is about and they are hell-bent on continuing to push that narrative until we're destroyed aren't they well that's right and you know most of these groups as i say they're decent people, you know, radical blacks, radical members of the Marxian Jewish left, and I'm a Jewish Christian, so nobody can call me anti-Semitic, radical gays, lesbians, transgenders, radical Muslims, you name it. 
these people, most of them want to be left alone, but it's the radicals that have seized control. And basically, Andrea, it's this, it's either thus, either it's either them or us. One side's going to win, one side's going to lose, and I don't intend it to be our side. How do we so um, have to face that up? Right. How, so in, in a couple of minutes. OK, so we we how do we form this new government? What are the steps? Well, we're going to get this out quickly. Uh, we're going to declare independence in the next few weeks, and we're going to put out a list of potential candidates to lead us. Somebody like George Washington, you know, as president, members of various cabinets and, and ministries. And I would hope that people would participate and propose who can put their foot forward. It's time for people to take a risk. There are too many people out there that just want to profit off what's going on. And, Mm -hmm. you know, some good people, too. I mean, one good example is Mike Huckabee, who's a good person. He probably could unite the country. He just doesn't want to stick his neck out. And it's time that people need to come forward. People like maybe Sarah Palin, like Michelle Bachman, like you, like Alan Keyes, like others, and say, hey, we're going to lead. And as Lee Iacocca, the head of Chrysler, used to say when we were a bit younger, lead, follow, or get out of the way. It's time to get out of the way. We take our capital out of Washington, D.C., we put it somewhere else. Washington, D.C. is so corrupt. Let them commit crimes against each other, the Democrats and Republicans. We're out of there, boys and girls. We're going to form our own government, and I believe it will be a groundswell when people can't even buy gas for less than $5 a gallon, when inflation is eating up everything people make, when there's no end to COVID-19 or God knows what else is out there that they're not telling us about, when they're shoving vaccines down our throat, and now we find out they don't even work and don't even protect anything in terms of immunity. After eight months, we've been lied to over and over and over again. I think the people are ready to move on. Yeah, we are. And there's a lot of logistics that we've got to talk about, you know, in terms of, okay, we assign who our leaders are, but how do they get control over an area of geographically um, where they've got policy that's being implemented? um, You know, know, Andrea, I think that the military, not the, the clowns on Capitol Hill that you saw in the last few weeks, these political hacks, but the average rank and file serviceman and officer is about ready to back us. I think they've had it. And this is the way you do it peacefully. You don't wage a coup d'etat, you know, leave Biden where he is. Okay. We start our own government and we're protected, not just by ourselves. We have the right to commission militias. We have second amendment rights in the second amendment to our constitution. And I believe that these people, just like the air traffic controllers and the pilots of Southwest are ready to join us. Well, we we just got to get the message out, and I'm ready to I'm ready to get on board with anything because our current government is failing us. It's absolutely it absolutely has failed us, and I would include. You know what, uh, it, it, go ahead. Final thoughts, Larry. Yeah, no, no, I'm saying Janice Joplin, Chris Christopherson, Bobby McGee. Freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. Freedom ain't worth nothing, but it's free. We got to now fight for it. We got nothing to lose. That's right. Thank you so much for being here, my dear. Appreciate it. You too. And y'all need you to too, also, sister. thank you, honey. Y'all need to also get Larry's book, It Takes a Revolution, and read that. All right, I'm behind, I'm behind taking a break, so we're going to take one right now. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on ourfreenation.org. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. 
Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. <laughs> I don't know why this story gives me the giggles. Okay, so Friday we talked about Dave Chappelle. By the way, if you guys missed my Friday show, just what a good time we had with uh, my buddy Phil Hirsch, the man of many voices who was in here just cracking us up. With it. We, we need to, you know what, we need to pull his recording of California Stan, his song that he sang, Skins, and play some clips of that on, on the regular. It was pretty hilarious. Um, so we talked uh, with Phil, who's obviously a comedian among his many talents, about Dave Chappelle and how he had this Netflix special that just got everybody all all hysterical, including this one showrunner for um, Dear White People. Um, get that for a second. I don't think I even mentioned this on Friday. One of the Netflix empo- employees who was most hysterical over Dave Chappelle's jokes uh, which I mean, it, it to me, it's his jokes were what good comedy is all about. He skewered everybody, gay people, equal white opportunity pe- slanderer. Right. It was like one time I saw Arsenio Hall did stand up a couple years ago down uh, in uh, downtown, and he was so funny. He was a- as equally hard on Hillary as he was on Trump, and that's what made it so hilarious. That's comedy. Right? That's comedy. It was so funny. We laughed our butts off at Arsenio Hall. My my girlfriend and I did, and there was one dude. African-American dude who was just so angry at Arsenio for busting on Hillary. I can't even remember what the jokes were about that. He like started screaming and yelling and stomped out. I mean, he like he, you know, self-deported himself from the from the comedy show. So anyway, um, so one of the Netflix employee, employees who was so upset about this is it was called a showrunner for a TV is a transgender person uh, for a show show called Dear White People. Is that not which is is all about anti-white? Okay, so uh, here, you know, we've got, uh, hi, you know, I'm pot and I'm calling you black, right? Is exactly what we've got going on here, pot calling the kettle black. Well, here's the funny part of it. So this person, this showrunner for Dear White People, has been tweeting all kinds of bad stuff against, you know, Netflix or whatever, which, you know, how many people have gotten canceled because they dared to speak a political opinion different for their company? Talk about a difference in, in uh, uh, privilege here. If you're a conservative... For, I mean, how many conservatives, it's it's beyond count now, um, of or somebody, not even a conservative, but do, says something that doesn't tow a company line or tow the far left line and they get canceled like that, that dude from The Bachelor, right? Or workers all over the place. But they didn't fire this person or suspend this person for any tweets. Um, but what did happen was, and um, Maybe if if they had told this person, hey, watch your mouth, this person wouldn't have ended up suspended. But what happened was um, this person, Tara Field, um, showed up at this high level uh, Netflix's quarterly business review, which is called a QBR. It's a two day affair. It's got the top 500 employees of Netflix. And they just decided to bust in. I'm going to show up. Yeah, I'm just going to show up. I'm just that would have been like me back in the day working for Xerox Corporation. You know, um, Fortune 20 company, 20th largest company in the world. And, you know, I, I just, I'm just not on board with something, with something Xerox got going on. So, so I'm, I'm going to show up and tell I'm just going, I'm just going to show up at Stanford, Connecticut and barge my way in to the meeting. <laughs> I'm going to guess that's not going to go well for you. Well, yeah, this person got suspended, which cracks me up. But that's, that's the sense of entitlement that these people have, right? Right. Um, we've got, Parents right now across this country with the FBI looking them up, looking at their profiles, targeting them as domestic terrorists. But these people think that they've got a right to barge in a company meeting of executives for which they are not invited. Let me tell you what Xerox would have done. I would have been I would have been escorted out. 
my key wouldn't work in the door the next day. Okay. I'd been been at the hospital getting the boot removed from my hiney. Okay. Is what would have happened to me. So I just love this story because it just goes to show that even loudmouth trannies, um, transgender people well, they they uh, come, they are not entitled to speak their mind and nothing was going to happen to them. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I love the fact that Netflix said, you know, just because you're a transgender person and just because you have an opinion doesn't give you a right to show up and barge in and, you know, and, and behave this way. So I, that was a feel good story for me today. Here's another feel good story. Okay, Rasmussen poll, and you know I'm not a huge fan of polling. So anytime we get a poll that's in any way our favor, you could probably bump it up a few percentage points because you know that the polls are always working against us, including Rasmussen. Even though uh, I used to be Facebook friends with Scott Rasmussen. I had him on the show a couple times in the past. I haven't felt that he his polling apparatus and his his um, methods were were 100. Per, or how do the kids say it? 100? Uh, but here's what his recent poll is. Uh, 56% of respondents are convinced, quote, it's likely that cheating affected the outcome of the 2020 presidential election. 56%. Again, bump that up a little bit. And that's a big number. Even at 56%, that's a big number. And you wonder why people don't trust our voting system. Right. 41% said it was very likely. That number should be even higher. And it would be you think you think think about how high this number is in the context of how hard the Republican Party, uh, Liz Cheney, went uh, uh, impeached, not only participated in an impeachment of President Trump, but voted to impeach him under the guise of him trying to 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 lead an insurrection to overthrow a free and fairly elected president. And yet 56 percent of respondents think the cheating overtook it when the mainstream media did everything that they could and even tonight referring to it as the big lie 56 percent still believe that cheating was involved in the 2020 election even though no court even though it's a lie to hear that courts have have uh, have said that there was no evidence there's been not one court that's really heard any evidence there was however there was a michigan court that said that uh, the secretary of state there or the, or the lady uh, running the elections did not have the right to change the rules on absentee ballots. Right. We have and we've had a couple of other courts that have said that some of the local areas did not have the right to do what they did. The the electioneering took place in a variety of different ways from the mail in ballots. I'll get to that in a second. Um, it, it, this is the extent of how blatant it was, because you think of the cover up that has gone on with the media, with Congress, with the courts. And yet 56 percent of America don't buy it. They, well, because they because there's that's how strong the evidence is. Um, 39 percent said it wasn't likely the election was affected uh, by cheating. That's that number should be higher. And the only reason why it's at 39 percent is because the courts didn't hear it. They did not really hear all the evidence. And Mike Lindell's symposium that he did was was hacked and that wasn't really well done. Um, and, you know, we've and we've got crap going on like an Arizona audit that revealed that 50,000 illegitimate votes were cast for Biden when Biden's margin of victory was only 10,000 votes. And yet people are still saying that audit revealed that that Biden won. Well, if you're going to continue to count 
illegitimate votes, then of course it's going to uphold an an illegitimate result. Yes? Yeah, but that's not, you know, what most people don't understand is that's not what, what, what was being looked after. How many votes were actually changed? What were the different mechanisms that led to the fraud? That's what they were looking at. That's what the audit was about. And the audit revealed that there were 50,000 illegitimate votes, which wiped away his 10,000 vote margin. Trump was the winner of Arizona. Um, Here's interesting. More whites, 59% than black voters, 47% or other minorities, 55% think that is at least somewhat likely that cheating affected the outcome. 55% of other minorities than black people. So that includes Hispanics and Asians. Just to, just to go with a couple of obvious minorities, because we know there's many more than that. 55%, that's a big number. And even at 47%, that for blacks, that's a big number. Um, 65% of likely voters believe that wider use of mail-in voting would lead to more cheating. Hello, duh. I guess the schools haven't churned out that many stupid people at this point. Um. Let me see if there's any other. Um, most Democrats think that mail-in voting becoming permanent is a good policy. Of course. Of course <laughs> it, helps, it helps you win. Right. Yeah. Hello. Isn't that an admission that they know that, that, that it affected the outcome of the election? Of course. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, voters under 40 are more likely than their elders to believe that wider use of voting mail would lead to more cheating in elections, Rasmussen found. That's interesting. You would think that younger people would be more confident in mail-in voting than older people. I just think that, you know, so many people of older generations have just trusted their government for so long that they're just they still put trust in, in it. So I thought this was was very interesting. Um, all right. We're going to take a break. We come back. we got more topics to get into on the other side of the break. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on ourfreenation.org. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show and follow up to the poll numbers with at least 56 of Americans believing that uh, election uh, fraud and whatever different forms it took place affected the outcome of the election. Molly Hemingway from The Federalist has a book come out called book coming out called Rigged, How the Media, Big Tech and the Democrats Seized Our Elections. And in particular, it uh, focuses on Fulton County and a, quote, corrupt and incompetent secretary of state's office, millions of dollars from Mark Zuckerberg backed nonprofits and more than 10,000 illegal votes. Uh, quote, provide compelling evidence for a person to question the legitimacy of Joe Biden's narrow victory. See, this is what I hate. You just outlined flat out fraud and that Trump won and you're going to go, this gives you the right to question. First of all, I've got the right to question an outcome of an election just because I'm an American citizen. Okay. And I've got the right to question. And because there has been fraud existing in our elections that has never been dealt with long before uh, Nixon stepped aside and let a JFK steal it back for his presidential run okay so in fact if you're not questioning the outcome at this point you just flat out are happy that you know uh, for the outcome or you just have literally not been paying attention because it like we just said 56 of uh, percent of americans even a uh, 55 percent of minorities other than black believe 
that that uh, election fraud changed the outcome of the election. So this is the kind of stuff that just irritates the crap out of me. Just like, you know, these, quote, conservatives, Carmine Sabia, I follow him on Twitter, but it's, I'm not anti-vax. I got the vaccine. I just believe in freedom. Let me tell you, you know, um, if you feel compelled to qualify your pro-freedom stance by first sucking up to the shots and being pro-vax, then you're not pro-freedom. You should not have to qualify that. That's somebody to me that feels compelled to basically, that's like writing a fence post, right? Pick a side. Yeah. If you're pro-freedom and you think that people should not be forced, then just say that. You're either pro-freedom or you're not. Right. Why do you have to preface it by telling people that you've gotten vaccinated and qualifying by saying, I'm not anti-vax? That makes you, that makes you, that you completely water down and you diminish your pro-freedom stance. It's nobody's business whether or not you've gotten it. Why are you telling people that? It's just like, I think today is National Coming Out Day. I don't care who you're sleeping with. Why are you, why are you going to the world and telling people who you're having sex with? I'm not interested. I don't care. Um, earlier, I, I mentioned an Emerald Robinson tweet where she said that these uh, Southwest Airlines employees have done more for freedom than the entire GOP leadership. Absolutely true. Although I do like that this um, uh, Congressman Roy has said that I'm, he's working on legislation to require all companies that took bailouts to have to pay them back in full if they fire any employee for lack of getting the shot. Uh, Per Joe Biden's unconstitutional order, I stand with employees telling their corporate and government overlords to shove it. No mercy. Bring them all to a halt. Shut them all down. He used hashtags. Let's go, Brandon. We know what that's about. And hashtag say no to vax mandates. That's how you say it unequivocally. He's not telling me here. I got the vax. I'm not anti-vax. That's how we lose. You think the Democrats ever put out a tweet? You know, we're we're not anti-white people. We we love all white people, you know, and then go into why they support CRT. No, they don't do that. There's no equivocation. There's no disclaimer. Silly, silly, silly. Um, I've got to be looking into, I wanted to report on the fact tonight that there are 146 cargo ships off the California coast waiting to get unloaded. 140 ships. 46, which could be why we had the oil spill that we had off the coast of California. And I can't seem to find a legitimate explanation for this. So I'm going to be delving into this. If you guys know, give me, give me, email me, andreakshow.com. Let me know your thoughts. See you tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out.